a lot of people were wishing and hoping with their dollars as they got into the cannabis business. And now I'm reading we may have reached peak cannabis. January was the first month since it was legal to open a pot shop in Ontario that nobody did it. Um, there were there was no addition to the supply. We've got something like, I think, 1,600 pot shops across the province. But joining me to talk about this, cannabis business expert Brad Poulos. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. Had your wake and bake yet? Or... And I don't do that, but no. Okay. Um, no, I just, you know, that comes to mind for me, Brad, because it was many years ago uh, when I first started doing talk radio, and I, I, I said something about, um, you know, this liberal attempt to legalize marijuana, and this older lady called me up and said, "You got that wrong. I'm conservative and I'm old, and I start every day with my wake and bake, a toke and a coffee." I said, okay. Yeah, you'd you'd be surprised actually how many people do do. That. That, but I'm, I'm not in that camp. All right. Well, where are we? Is it pretty significant that we saw January nobody opened a new store? Mm. Well, it's it's funny because um, uh, the um, that I think that's a sign that the, the retail industry in Ontario is starting to mature. And yesterday, Canopy Growth, who, who operate on the uh, on the cultivation side, you know, they're a producer. Uh, they announced a huge layoff, and they're closing their flagship facility and. Smith Falls, Ontario. So um, there's lots of signs that the industry is starting to mature. Well, that's inevitable and a good thing, I suppose. It is, absolutely. Yeah, because that means then that that the industry will start to deliver reasonable profits to most of its operators and and all of that, and that's where we ultimately want to get, obviously. So, well, there must be some people when when you you have a stampede like a gold rush kind of thing. Um, for some of these people, it didn't work out. No, that's right, and it's 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 a real shame. But um, that's what happens when you have an industry that's as exciting as the cannabis was. You know, somewhere up maybe as much as ten billion dollars in Canada. That's going to attract a lot of people, and and there's just no way that everybody's going to make it. And and you know, in that scenario, so and the other unfortunate thing for a lot of the smaller operators is that it's proving to be a a business where you really need to have deep pockets because you have to kind of ride out the storm, and that. Um, quite often is really more, you know, we'd be talking more about the larger companies there. Well, it's always the big boys that survive, it seems like. Yeah, with a, you're, you're right. With a, with a niche, you know, a, a bunch of niche players as well, but nowhere near as many, of course, as have that, that dream. So kind of think about, I, I, I don't see any reason not to use beer as a good comparator. So, you know, there's lots of craft players, but uh, it's still dominated by large, large companies. And if you're a craft player and you're really good, then the big guys come along and they buy you. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's I found to my disappointment a couple of times, Brad, where I'll think, oh, I found this little craft beer and I really, really like it. And then I realized you know, it's owned by Molson or something. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that takes some of the fun out of it. Uh, but there still are those people who are uh, brewing beer in their own little facility and uh, you can go get a, a, a snack and a beer, and those are really cool. I, and I, I wonder if that model will also become part of the cannabis thing, where you go in and you can buy uh, cannabis, but hey, everybody knows that cannabis and a snack is supposed to go together. Yeah, and, and I, it sure would be nice to see those two things married. And and the um, the government, about about a year, a year and a half ago, they they okayed the the notion of what we call a farm gate store. And so what that would allow is a an operator of any size, even what we call a micro 
producer, so somebody who doesn't actually grow that much cannabis, uh, to put a store on their premises. So if you've got a great location, um, then you know you can actually make a nice business of it. Uh, you don't have to be selling only your own cannabis. You can sell your own, of course, but you could then also operate a store. So I'm thinking in places like Niagara or Prince Edward County or any kind of a destination. Um, it could be a nice little business for sure. Ontario's frantic cannabis shop expansion fizzles out is a headline in the Globe and Mail. And I'm talking to Brad Poulos, cannabis business expert. However, every business, if it is going to survive, I think uh, it doesn't matter what the business is, there has to be some kind of room for growth, room for expansion for those people who are doing the business well. Where is that in the cannabis business in Ontario? Um, not existent right today. I mean, I shouldn't quite say that because there are still pockets of, of places where where uh, the population is underserved. So there there are opportunities, but nothing like there was a few, a few years ago. We have to wait and kind of get through this consolidation phase first, and that's going to take uh, who knows, but. Yeah, at least another year, for sure. Are there still places that are steadfastly saying we're going to be cannabis-free, like a dry county where they would never sell alcohol? Yes. In fact, not too far away from where your your signal originates. So Mississauga and Oakville are both cannabis deserts and do not allow stores as of today. So now once they opt in, they'll have to stay in and they'll have to allow stores in their municipality. But the government allowed municipalities to opt out and a bunch have. And so basically from like the 427 over to Burlington, there's there are no legal stores. There are still, of course, illegal dispensaries operating, which is still boggles the mind. But. Sure, but it's like the dry counties in the United States where they don't sell alcohol, the most famous being the one that's a dry county, but they produce Jack Daniels there, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, so funny. But, uh, but it, when you say that Oakville and Mississauga are sort of uh, dry counties, cannabis-free, that's just they don't have legal stores. There's all kinds of business going on and, and people buying the product and taking it home. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. In fact, the, the, the illicit delivery business is thriving right now. And, and the illicit industry still owns roughly half of the overall consumption in Canada. So there's a, there's a long way to go for, for the legal industry to, you know, basically to scoop up all that business. It'll take, it'll take years and years. You think it will actually happen? I don't, because in the alcohol, we keep making this comparison, in the alcohol business, you can't make me a fine bottle of Blanton's whiskey in your basement, but uh, anybody can grow pot. Um, yeah, and certainly when we're talking about the players in the illicit growing industry, those people do know how to grow very high quality cannabis. And the other thing is consumers are kind of used to dealing with Ill illicit dealers because that's where we all got it four, four and a half years ago. So I, I, yeah, I think you're right. It'll probably never totally go away and it'll be years before it's beaten down to, you know, a fraction of what it is now. It's going to thrive for some time. Brad Poulos is a cannabis business expert. I appreciate it, Brad. Always good to talk to you. Thanks for this. Sure. Anytime, Jay.